Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's just a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans, it is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and <laughs> recollection of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My that name is Hall. Line is the fastest and easiest way to wave your hands. All your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Now, Primer Views and News for every week through the major league baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Believe in Bills. I'm Bill's Justice General Rafford, and today, of course, I got with me a legend in two games. No Pee Wee, Mookie Hawkins in the building. What's up, Fresh what's up my Training camp. How you feeling today, man? Well, pretty interesting day today. Very interesting day, to say the least. And you got a front row seat to everything, and uh, we are going to get into it today. Um, national news in Buffalo, you know, that, that, that tends to happen nowadays, you know, um, time to time. one of the best players that we have in this league, one of the highest paid players we have in this league, one of the players in one of the better positions for their position group, um, and just in a winning culture. He missed first day of mandatory minicamp, right? And um, he 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 didn't show up to involuntary workouts either. And it had everybody in a little bit of a tizzy this today, including myself, admittedly. King, what 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 is about the situation? Like, is what what seems to be the issue, or why? Um, I know we got the report from his agent. It said that he was there yesterday and that he um, was there this morning but didn't stay for the actual minicamp. And then Sean McDermott came on to say that he's very concerned. So it, it had a lot of people thinking. Um, what was the vibe like at One Bill's Drive today with that situation? Believe it or not, the vibe was – it was regular, but you can still – you know, to me, it still felt like it was some emptiness there because, you know, everybody wants to be, everybody needs to be there, you know, everybody wants everybody to be there. So, you know, I mean, you felt it, but practice went well. Practice went well as, you know, is has been, you know what I mean, as far as volunteer OTAs and, you know, just carrying over to today, you know what I mean? But, you know, we all know what happened today, but I think practice was, you know, was, was a good practice. You know, I see... I see some quick growth in what we need to see out of the, the the new acquisitions that's brought in. So I don't, you know, I still, even after today, you know, I don't have no issue with guys not being there today, but we'll get into that. Okay. Um, I mean, we, we, we kind of here, so, uh, you know, the media talked to Josh Allen and Josh Allen said he, you know, I think loves, you know, Stefan Diggs and that he's got his back 100%. So at the very least, is it safe to say that 14 will be suiting up in blue and white this year? Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, they're not getting rid of him. Like, you going to get rid of your best player? No, 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 no. no. It, I don't think it's necessarily a matter of the Bills wanting to or planning to get rid of him. It seems to be more the other way around. Like maybe he doesn't necessarily want to be in 
Well, no, the, the contract, the, I mean, the, the structure of his contract is like, there's no way he gets traded. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we not, the Bills are not going to give, you know, a guy X amount of dollars and then, you know, they're not held accountable to, you know, being locked in, you know what I mean, for a good stint of that contract. You know what I'm saying? So that's not it. You know what I mean? It's just like, hey, I don't want to say it's a bad marriage, but sometimes, you know, you disagree and you know, you got to sit down at the table and, and go in the room and we ain't going, we ain't and nobody leaving out of the room until we get an understanding. And, and my thing is that's what this is really all about. Understanding. This is not a one man show or, or whatever the case may be. Football to me is the best sport because it, you know, it takes 11 guys, you know, you have to be, it's all a team, you know? So, but at times you do get frustrated, you know what I mean? So yeah. They need to go ahead and sit in the room, put everything on the gate, figure out how they can get better at certain things. You know what I mean? They got to learn from each other. You know what I mean? But, I, I mean, the money ain't the issue. The quarterback ain't the issue. You know, what could be the issue? <laughs> you know, like, what could be the issue? If, if the country, I mean, I, listen, I ain't got time to, you know, being yeah. around the bus with it like if the contract ain't the issue uh, the quarterback ain't the issue because what quarterback he's going to willing to go and get past his car like really everybody in the league wants to play for josh allen you know what i'm saying once 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 josh allen to be their quarterback but that's because of what stefan diggs was was able to do in this game stefan diggs helped elevate his game to the point where man you know is a wide receiver's dream you know what I mean? So Steph knows that. It's just that, man, with some differences, and he's trying to win. When you on a team and you know the team is good, if we ain't really hit our stride, you're going to get frustrated. You're going to get frustrated. You know what I'm saying? That's just like in any job you do. That's his job. That's my job. Your job. You know, if, if you know, I want to win every time. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, my type of business I am, I, hey, I got to win. So I got to have more wins and losses. You know? Yeah. These guys are getting paid millions of dollars. So, you know, man, the production is there. <laughs> I see a lot of people, winning. I see a lot of people on social media kind of questioning his, um, his pedigree as a teammate, right? Saying that you know he's a bad team. Nobody got time for that narrative. Real quick, real quick, I just I got a question for you, right? And saying he's a bad teammate, is it possible that maybe we look at this situation in a year or two years or whatever the case may be, and it could potentially be a case of Stefan actually being the best teammate as opposed to being a quote unquote bad teammate? Like could he be? We talking about the same teammate that 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 went to the hospital on his own to be beside Demar Hamlin. We talk about that teammate. We talk about that teammate. <laughs> yeah, we talking about the teammate who sit up there and watch uh, Kansas City have a confetti bath. You know what I'm saying? Like, just look at the dynamics on who Stephon Diggs really is. You know what I mean? The type of player that he is. Like, ain't nobody stand out there and watch him go through that, you know, the confetti and all that, and then see him go through that. Everybody endured the 13 seconds. And then, man, we got our ass whooped at home. At home. You ain't going to be frustrated about that? Like, you had three. Like I mean, the Bills had three legitimate cracks. At being at least getting to the Super Bowl hasn't happened, so yeah, I'm gonna be frustrated a little bit, and especially if he has insight that isn't being valued. You know, I feel you know you should be able to express yourself to me. You know, what I mean, whatever the issue is, we should be able to get that off our chest. And hey, I might not like what you say, you know what I mean, but if it makes sense, how can we work together to everybody get what they want? Because ain't nobody going nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, you know, it's just like your family. I have two older brothers. You know what I mean? They did shit to me all the time. You know what I mean? That I didn't like. But, you know, I can never ever stay mad at them for a long period of time. You know what I mean? It's just the the the, the growing process of it of really knowing somebody. You know, they weren't saying that last year. They weren't saying that the year before about Stefan Diggs. You know, so... You know, it's just the world we live in, 
really gives the opportunity for somebody to, you know, try to basically um, create how a certain person portrays himself. And that's not the case. And, you know, that's that's where I feel, you know, that some of the issues, because my guy is a cryptologist and, you know, a lot of people just really believe that they, whatever they want to think about whatever he's trying to relay in his tweets, everybody's trying to dissect. They take it to a bio lab or something like that. And, oh, he wants to go to Cleveland or like some crazy, you know, like he's locked in. He knows this. So we should get over it for one, but that's just that's how it is, you know? So I just don't understand. He should be able to voice his opinions because I mean, when you look at it, is it, can you say that this offense took a step back last year from the past? When you look at the first two seasons, last two seasons, can you say this offense took a step back the, the last year well, than the previous it, two? It's, it's, it's weird because they were like going 90 at the end of last season. And then this year they started off going 120. And then they pulled it back to, you know what I mean? And, and it kind of was weird. But I don't think that the offense was worse um, I think that they made a lot of stupid mistakes, a lot of dumb, a lot of dumb turnovers, a lot of dumb penalties, um, and that ended up sabotaging them ultimately because they. Okay. Played. Okay. So is that acceptable? All that you just said is that is that no. acceptable? That's, that's that's really been my main point. I I say it all the time. I'm like, this this is a team that that it it has too many turnovers for a Super Bowl contender. Right. It has too many penalties, stupid penalties, pre preset penalties. Um, you know, uh, they 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 end up being in situations where the clock management is bad or the time management is bad. It, it, I I mean, all of these things are coaching issues to me, right? But it, it's like I can't I, I can't logically sit here and tell you that I want Sean McDermott to be fired. Right? So now the question is. Is, is there another coach that maybe uh, is the It's problem? not even that. It's not that extreme, you know? It, it's really not that extreme. It's just that in this, you, everybody got to work together. Everybody must work together. Everybody, you know, you got to – if your personality is this, okay, this is your personality. If my personality is that, then that's what it is. You know, let's not – Checks and balances. Yeah, you know, it is. It, we got to know how to learn each other. You know what I mean? You're going to fall out. You're going to have arguments. You know, that's just going to happen. But my thing is this: for everything you just mentioned about all the 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 the, the stupid mistakes, the 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 um, you know, the mismanagement of clock, like you know, certain little coaching issues, you know, the play design. How about that? You know, play design. So. You can honestly say, even though the Bills won, this is the crazy part. Again, I say it all the time. They really shouldn't have lost the game last year. You know, they really shouldn't have lost the game at all last year. But they they stayed the same. They didn't, like, get better each week, each week. The, 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 the marks of championship teams, you know, they – they get better towards the end of the season. I can't honestly say the Bills got better at the end of this towards the end of the season. Obviously not because shit, they got their ass kicked at home versus Cincinnati. You know, so you know why? Is that are we gonna point the blame at Stephon Diggs for that? So let me ask you this: There was a Buffalo Bills wide receiver who ended up leaving the team. He went to the Indianapolis Colts, and of course, I'm talking about a little dirty. Um, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, a, a home team favorite, right? Um, he said that the Bills could have, should have won the game versus Cincinnati. It's just that the coaches had the wide receivers running, um, for lack of better for the lack of the exact quote of what he said, he said he had the, they had the wide receivers running stupid concepts. Um, 
that, that didn't make any sense uh, as far as playing in the snow. You know, the Bengals were running quick cuts and, you know, slants and curls and stuff like that because it's slippery. And, you know, the Bills are all here running like, you know, kind of intricate and um, um, complex route designs. And he said that if they would have played a more simple game, they would have won. Is that any inkling of what maybe Stephon Diggs may be feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm quite sure that has something to do with it, you know. But why is we having that type of game plan in those type of elements? Why is that? Like, you know, why is that? <laughs> like, why is that happening? Like, who's going empty in the snow? Like, yeah. empty in the snow. I, I I just have no. I don't understand the situation you putting your team in there. You know, I mean, to each his own. I mean, but. Obviously, yeah, that was a problem, but and and this is where I say, if it is a problem, the guys that got to work in the field, they should be able to have some sort of opinion if that's the case. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't have an opinion, you know, certain people can't work that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, certain people just can't work that way, man. Like, if he, I know you, my supervisor or whatever, but you know, this ain't gonna work. You know, I, you know, I'm not knocking you. You know. But I know it's not going to work the way they plan me. You know what I mean? If they plan me a certain way, like, how can we, you know, put our minds together and try to make it work within, you know, the common line or whatever? I don't know. But something's not happening to where, like how Josh said, is the communication somewhere. You know what I mean? And he's right. The communication ain't where it need to be. Obviously, the communication ain't where it needs to be. You know what I mean? It ain't. You know, whether it's whether it's whether it's Josh and Steph or Steph and a coach or Steph and another player, whatever it is, you know, they just need to just put it, you know, get it just man, close the door, get an understanding to, you know, how we can make this work to win. You know what I mean? If you just want to win, you know what I mean? If we all want to win and we all for the same goal, let's all have some input in this thing here. I guess. You know, I mean, it's nothing has to do with the money or the quarterback, you know, so I, I, I you know, the, I, I could say so this. I, let me let me ask a question real quick. <laughs> there now we know Chad Hall has moved on uh, to Jacksonville Jaguars. There's a new man in town by the name of Adam Henry at the wide receivers coach is. Is 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 you know um, um, is there maybe some contention with that situation? Chad Chad Hall was. Chad Hall. I mean, the new coach Jack Hall is gone. Right. Why would that be dissension, or was it? Was he asked if he wanted to? Uh, That's what I'm saying. This like, guy in. I mean, I mean, hey, I mean, he may have a valid point. I don't know, but I mean, the new receiver coach now—he—he is he, a solid guy. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You know, I—I I, I don't know. I—I I like how you know he coaches the receivers from from my look. You know what I mean? Fair enough. My look, you know, he hands-on guy. You know, he a barker. I like coaches that barks. You know what I mean? And I think I don't think that's an issue. That guy coach OBJ, you know what I mean? So another twitchologist, twitchy specialist, you know, but I get it. You know, you build a relationship with your wide receivers coach. That's the only wide receiver coach he know being in the Bills uniform. You know what I mean? So that relationship, yeah. You know, so I don't know how Steph really truly felt about that. I know I'm quite sure he do. He's affected some way, you know, in regards to that. Maybe that need, if that's it, it need to be talked about. You know, um, so people know how I feel. So the next time, wherever the case may be, you know, hey, man, it's no, it should be no problem running by him anyway. You know, if y'all investing in him, then y'all should be able to trust his input on certain stuff, too. He should have some sort of input if that's the case. You know what I mean? If that's the case. But I don't think I think I, I, I think they have that type of 
you know, they talk, you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing like, you know, within. So again, which I said, it has nothing to do with football, you know, but you know, he, Hey, it ain't that part of football. <laughs> it ain't that part of football, but um, no way. Dorsey was really prime candidate for the position, honestly. You know, so I don't think they have anything to do with that. But I mean, I mean, you just gotta look at. Are we? What are we watching though? Like, what are we watching when we watch Bills games? What are, What are we watching? You know, are we watching the play? Are we working just Josh Allen? You know, just be Josh Allen. You know what I mean? Like, we really watching what type of routes these receivers are actually running on certain situations. You know what I mean? Are, are, and, and are we watching that? You know what I mean? So that explains maybe, oh, why the line ain't blocking. Maybe the line is blocking and nobody's open based on, you know, what was ran. <laughs> you got to look at it from that. You got to look at it, too. You really got to look at the game to see, okay, um, um, why is he acting like that? You know, why, are we, why is he acting like that? He's not going to be acting like that. A guy that makes that type of money and has the type of production he has on a consistent basis, he has an issue. You need to listen to that. That needs to be valued. Because at the end of the day, you're not losing games because of him. (laughs) You know, he's gotten you there to this point, you know. So... I don't know, man. You know, they, they got. I think you know he. You need to be. I I just don't think it was a mesh, man. I, I'm I'm just thinking that you know that was kind of difficult. You know, when an offense changes coordinators, or you know, a coordinator goes on to be a head coach. So, I think that's what kind of happened. They didn't know. They didn't really get a chance to really get in sync. You know, come from off that, and that's something to learn. You know, me being a coach, okay, like that really affect the team, even though you didn't think it would, you know what I mean? But again, when you lose somebody who's been so instrumental to your success of your team leaves, it's going to, you know, those voids are there, you know what I mean? Whether it's an offensive coordinator or a position coach, you know, and, and both of that has happened on the offensive end. So you see the, the, the changeover on the offensive side more than the defensive side. And, you know, is you know I don't know. Then it you hurts more. That one out. It hurts more when you have a defensive coach. Um, you know you don't have the offensive coach to kind of keep things intact, and you got a completely new offense coming in. Although granted, he you know coached under uh, you know Dayball, but it was it's just, it's still a new program. It's still a new system. You know. Yeah, um, but but. You know, damn. No, that's a lot to get. That's a lot to get used to. You know, why? Why, why are you going empty in the snow, though? Why Yo, and, and when you look at the film, genuinely, when you look at the film and break it down, it feels like Dorsey will leave one check down, if any. Some plays only if any. He'll leave one check down, and then the rest of the guys are running routes that would be conducive to them getting open in case Josh needed to scramble out of their pocket. They're not necessarily open on the field, but if Josh plays Superman and he needs to scramble out of the pocket, they can find pockets in the defense. To, to nah, what's, what are we now, calling? Like, what, what, what is, that makes that? no sense. That's what I'm saying. That makes no sense. So, essentially, you want Josh to be the hero of every single play. Like, that's not fair to anybody. Um, so, I, I don't. You know, I've been, you know me, we've been talking about this all summer or, you know, since the season ended. Uh, I've been wanting, I I didn't want Dorsey to come in as the OC this year, to be completely honest with you. Um, But, you know, they're probably not going to give up on him after one year. And, you know, hopefully not eating these words next year, but he didn't like, I didn't like the performance he put on last year. I know. I know. I thought everybody thought that he would be like a Dable 2.0, a little bit more hands because he was the next guy up. So yeah. he knows the scheme in and out. You know, you will figure that, right? But by the looks of it, it looked like, you know, they, there's a totally different offense. I mean, you hear Naeem Hines, you know, say it's complicated. Why is it that complicated? You know, like, I'm like, I'm thinking, like, okay, damn, Dave's had a complex uh, book, but. It's not Dave. It's, 
energy. You know, why is it complex? It shouldn't be complex. It shouldn't be that complex for it to look so simple. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's not like they... Like so vanilla on the field. Right. I mean, Cincinnati said, oh, it's, you know, it's good, good but it's, it's pretty basic. You know, they were saying that, they were saying what it was. Mm-hmm. It's basic. All sides of the ball. Right. So, I mean, it's basic. But they still damn near went undefeated with a basic look. And it and, stayed the same through the course of the season. It never, and, like, improved, you know? My guy Spence says, he said, Dorsey was a rookie coordinator. There's a huge learning curve for a rookie coordinator that goes beyond X's and O's. And I agree with that. However, you have one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever touch a football in his prime. Why would you, if if you didn't think this guy was ready, and if we're going to be making excuses for him as far as being a rookie coordinator, when we're trying to win championships in this ever so small window in the grand scheme of things we have, Right. 15 years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. And if we waste two, three, four of those years with a rookie coordinator watching him develop before we finally have an opportunity, we got to keep building the roster over and over again, over and over again. until he finally develops and we can finally use him to win a championship. And then he goes to be a head coach somewhere. Like, I, I don't like that. I, I, and then it feels like we kind of put ourselves, back ourselves into a corner here. If he doesn't step up, we are in trouble. Seriously. Well, I, I just – how does a rookie coordinator help develop a sending quarterback who's still trying to find his game? You know, I have to, you know, dig into crates and see, you know, rookie coordinators and their record and their time with you know, ascending quarterbacks and did that quarterback actually ascend or did that quarterback digress? Um, so I really got to really, really dive deep into it, you know, because, you know, it, it, people don't want to believe it, but yeah, there was some regression in the areas, you know what I mean? Not only the judge, but man, everybody on the team, Isaiah McKenzie, he digressed. Like what happened to Isaiah McKenzie? You know, what, what, like, how did that just like go from, Wow, that 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 great game against New England, eleven catches and all that stuff. To that never being, you know, that type of they didn't never use him that way ever again. I you would know, say look at everybody, that. everybody regressed except I would say Dawson, Singletary, and Diggs. Diggs and did reg- he did digress? Like I mean, he died. This is how Diggs um, uh, um, um, digressed Regressed. he digressed to the point where teams were able to just to double team him or play bracket coverage take him away you know what i mean so other than that that's the only way he digressed that he was able to be taken away yeah but i wouldn't put that on him though i don't think that's because he had a worse out outing I think that teams made an effort to cover him, and I think that's a, a all tribute. right. So, how do you adjust to when teams do that? that? On your offensive court, how do you adjust? Right, I, I can't just okay. Oh, you got me. All right, you got us. We got to go somewhere else. Yeah, but your offensive coordinator has got to put you in positions to to be able to to avoid those situations. Okay, so. Oh, <laughs> got you. <laughs> got you. All right. <laughs> got, okay. you. got you. Got you. <laughs> you saying that? How you think? You know, guys, that's on the team. Yeah, that. for sure. You know, he's sure. saying that. Like, so who job is that? You know what I mean? Like, who? Just, so we just can't just say, okay, that's okay. We making excuses now. That's where I'm getting at. We we making excuses for it. For it. You know, they digress in areas. You know what I'm saying? Josh Allen. You know, still. Had a great season, but threw 15 interceptions. Half of those inside the damn red zone that you never did in your first five years of your season. Why is that? You know, why is that? Why is you underperforming inside the red zone in, in, in your fifth year in? Like, I don't think they have a game plan when it gets in the red zone. Things you know, I mean, just, I'm just saying these are questions. Like, these are legitimate questions. Why is that? 
why is that? You know, so uh, Gabe Davis, uh, they everybody want to say that, you know, Gabe Davis isn't good, but this is the same guy that was making one-handed catches and doing all types of stuff. He still had career numbers, and everybody had, like, he had a horrible season, and he played with a bad ankle. You know, you got him with a bad ankle doing comebacks. I just, so for me, it's hard because when I look at Patrick Mahomes and how many screen passes he throws, how many misdirections he gets, and then you look at Joe Burrow, how many easy, you know, they got the underneath, you throw it quick and he makes it. Like, how many easy plays these quarterbacks get? And then Josh, it's got to be the hardest thing in the world for him to get anything. And and his offensive coordinator does not help him. He has if if if, if Patrick Mahomes has A plus help as at the play calling, Josh Allen has like C minus. He does not have very good play calling. It's literally just him. He has to he has to work two times as hard to get everything. Yeah, when you do it. He yeah. does it, which is the crazy part. You know, he That's does it. For me to see regressed because it's like, well, I mean, he has the highest usage by far in the NFL, and then he also has to do everything on his by himself. So it's like, yeah, but the, they gotta they gotta learn how to cut that down, take the load off of him, you know. So you know, you gotta take the load off, and that I mean, all like I said. When you, when guys, when when a new, when an OC who's all everybody know, and then a new OC come, if man, you know they they used to they used to having you know certain things done around and adjustments or whatever is different. It's just, it's just different, you know. And I think that was a growing pain for this offense to the point where we got to sit down and we got to talk. We all need to be on the same page because some of this stuff. Just ain't right, you know. Obviously, we began away with a lot of shit, <laughs> but you know that that end up costing you in the long run. Like, so I don't know. I, I, it, it all come, you know, to a head soon. Uh, he's not gonna go anywhere. Um, so, hmm, to be continued. Um, again, I'll put another tweet out where hey. Last time we bickered like this, Bills made it to a Super Bowl. So, and sometimes you gotta do that when you got you know a lot of alpha dogs in the room. That's what's gonna happen, you know. People just gotta you know accept it, deal with it, work together. You got no choice but to work together. But Diggs, if that's the point, then it, his Diggs' opinion should be valued to that point. You know, it, he's the one that gotta go out and and do the job, like. That's like you set him up for failure, and then I, it's, you work for me, and I know this ain't right, you know. Man, this, this is not right. It's not gonna work. They, this is why. This is how they plan me, or you know, I don't know. I just think that you just can't stick Stephon Diggs on the outside and and not touch the ball either. I mean, that the game in Cleveland all the way on is pretty much to me what really sparked it. No player is gonna go to their head coach and have a gripe like you had a gripe and guess what they was losing at that time when he had that gripe he got a gripe you know he got a gripe man ain't no i ain't i ain't touched a ball in a quarter and a half and we're losing to cleveland losing to cleveland so is that like so everybody mad because he expressed his opinion he's an opinionated guy again and he's, if he's doing that on national TV. What makes you think it's not nothing for him to say, trade me and just tweet it out there? He's a very opinionated guy, but he, he's he's ultra passionate about the game because, man, he, he's still playing like he got something to prove and he want to win. That's the point to prove. You know, he's already proclaimed to be one of the best receivers in the game. You know, so now, as to, man, he, he want to be mentioned amongst the grace too. So, yeah, he's trying to win. At all costs, but let's be on the same page. You know, you you running in me, you running me into something that's not productive. You know, and I'm I'm being paid to be productive every time you throw the ball to me. You know, so I, I need to be freed up. Like you know, <laughs> man, get me free. You know, the chances of them winning, you know, examples that. Like so, yeah. 
I don't know. You know what I mean? I, to me, it can't be. It's not about money. So it got to be you know, something within something within the offense, you know, whether it's coaching, uh, whether it's, you know, personnel groupings, whatever it is. It's, it's not about me dropping the ball. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's something between those lines, man. I'm, I'm just looking at the, the overall of it on, you know, just, man, just go back and watch the Cleveland game. You know, just go watch these games. Like, this guy's not doing this to do it by fire. You know what I mean? But he does love this game to the point he puts it on his sleeve and he wants to win every game. Especially if they saying you the favorite to win, that's a lot of pressure too, bro. Bills are a favorite to win go to the Super Bowl. It's a lot of pressure. So, man, if y'all putting that the stamp on it, then, man, we got to we gotta be on point. It has to be on point, so... Just got to get sharper, man. That's why you got to go back into the old woodshed, sharpen those tools up, and, you know, just get back to work, you know. You know, this talk should have been happened before. Um, should have happened before OTAs. But whatever the case may be, it'll get taken care of. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. It seemed like justice has... Um, has left us. Justice has left us. So, who am I going to talk about now at this point? OTAs, though, today, I thought was good. Uh, Kincaid uh, is looking pretty good on, you know, on, on on a lot of plays. I like Hyjus. Everybody's being moved around like a chess piece. Um, it's a lot of variety in this offense. And I think that, you know, Stefan Diggs definitely would excel in. Um, you know, now that, you know, the dynamic of uh, Kincaid and, and, and Dalton and his exotic 12 personnel, you know, you know, Stefan can get a full glimpse of what he went through um, during training camp when they had O.J. Howard and they moved him around like that piece. So he just got to get here. Um, they still got to voice his opinion on, you know, how the season was. Because, you know, obviously he didn't get that exit meeting, right? <laughs> so this was his exit meeting, okay? So, you know, he only got 24 hours to get over it and, man, get in the building. So, you know, you guys could get get to work, you know? So now we know how everybody feel about something. So when I do say something, take it into consideration, you know what I mean? So, you know, I hope, you know, tomorrow everybody waiting to see is he's going to appear. And I'm quite sure he's going to show up Will he speak. I don't think so, you know, so, you know, we soon shall see, you know, we'll definitely see, but I, I like the offense on how it's looking, uh, me picturing digs in it, um, would be good. We'd be good because, you know, I, I see, I see more balance, you know, I see more balance. I see more, I see more weaponry. Um, now it's just all about how Dorsey is really going to put it together and dial it up. So they could be, you know, well executed when the time comes. So, you know, that's all you got to see. I mean, the Bills have got better. He has is can't ain't no excuse this year. He has way more better pieces than he has for his scheme to fit and be productive in it. And I mean, hey, he was number two in scoring. He was number two in total yards coming out. You know, but guess what? That's not good enough. You know, be number one, blowing out of the water. So you don't have to be. You know, letting teams come from behind. Or, you know, you in a dog fight with a team that you really shouldn't be in, you know. So year two, we'll see. But I, I like the offense, you know, because this is more or less his offense with his type of guy. So got to give him that opportunity. But won't be no more excuses this year. All right. Uh, fair enough. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about before we get out of here, we got to talk about what you saw today again. Right. Um, who was the biggest surprise today where somebody was out there, you know, maybe was under the radar a little bit for you? You weren't expecting to just pop, you know, the way that they did. Was there anybody that caught your eye? I like Des Patman. You know, I like Des Patman. You know, we got home off of waivers from Indy last year, 6'5", 220. Um, you know, the Bills are bringing these 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 tall big receivers now, so it's easy for Josh to hit bigger targets. 
uh, you know, down the field. It's easy for him to see those type of guys. Uh, he's he's looking good in practice. Uh, Hardy is definitely looking good in practice. He's starting to, you know, him and Josh are starting to, to develop some 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 chemistry and some rhythm. Uh, Kincaid, Kincaid is getting better each practice. And you know, you know, I, you know, it's some, it's some, you know, Dorsey's going into his bag just a little bit. Um, but I do see the balance. I do see um, good rotation for all the guys. You know, it's just going to be – it should be mismatch problems the way that this offense looks right now with Stefan Diggs in it. Now it's just that is Dorsey going to put it all together and and make sure everybody eat by having an efficient and more balanced attack offense. They still can throw the ball all over the yard. But you got to be able to mix the run in the pass uh, with a two tight end set. You know, it definitely costs for you to run the ball because who just passes all the time out of 12 personnel. So they got the backs now, Murray and then Harris. James Cook is definitely going to have a, a breakout season this year. So, you know, it's pretty interesting so far. Okay. Um, we have some questions from the chat. I heard Sherfield is having a stellar camp. Mm hmm. How much of that do you know to be true? He's having a good camp, you know. Um, you know, yeah, he's having a good camp. He's definitely having a good camp, and this time is good for him, you know. So, ask uh, uh, at what Stefan Diggs not being there gives you know those other guys time to you know get into the playbook, you know, get a little feel for Josh and and and, and the scheme of things and stuff like that. Steph already knows the book, so he just got to, you know, just get back in there and get timing down with Josh and a feel for everybody else as far as route running. So um, it, the offense is looking good. I can't – I ain't going to hold you. You know, it, it, it does look good. It, it gives me those training camp vibes from last year, how excited I was with, you know, that combination of O.J. Howard, how you know, these guys moved around like chess piece. You didn't really see that, you know, too much down the stretch this season. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, last season. So, you know, I'm really intrigued to see what Stefan Diggs will really look like. Hopefully we get the opportunity tomorrow. But, um, yeah, you know, David David Edwards is looking pretty good. If we give you a little O-line report. <laughs> David Edwards is looking good. Uh, Questenberry. You know, Questenberry, you know, he's, he's looking good, too. So you got veterans like that, you know, Questenberry, who's going into a second year with the Bills, you know, just getting that familiarity the second time around. And, you know, you know, little stuff like that helps helps win championships, too. So it's building that quality depth. And it's going to be pretty interesting when this roster is really finalized for training camp. And then, you know, we'll break down those position battles then in the competition. I agree. I think when it's all said and done, we're going to have two, if not more, starter-level players at every position, um, including the depth. I think there's some starter-level players that aren't going to get a chance to start for this team. Um, so we'll see what that entails. All right, one more question. Uh, one more question from the chat, and then I got a question for you. Um, did Knox get injured today? Yeah, Knox, you know, had a little, little collision there. He tweaked his ankle, but he was all right. It wasn't like, you know, he had to go see a trainer and he, you know, went back into the locker room and stuff like that. He was all right. He was able to put some pressure on it, but he just was held out for a, a caution. So a little a minor hiccup is nothing major. Okay, good. That's, that's what I like to hear. Um, definitely going to need both him and Kincaid this year to uh, be a part of this offense um yeah it's been d-line and o-line are going to be tough to make for a three-man roster for everybody we were talking about that on the radio yesterday um all right last question who was a player who maybe you were expecting more out of that you know came in i don't know came in overweight or just doesn't look like they are uh doing too hot right now <laughs> I don't even think I, I can ask, answer that question. I don't think nobody I can't really fit that mode, bro. I don't think nobody fits that mode. Right? Like, hold on, let me let me really think about that. 
Because you put in a situation this year where if you do have a situation like that where you come in a little overweight or unmotivated, somebody might take your spot this year. Like, there's competition everywhere. Right. That's what I'm saying. So ain't nobody coming in slouching or looking like a disappointed. He already been on the waiver wire. He'd have been cut by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Thank All you. Right. Hungry boys hungry for spots. You should shoot. Dang, you know. I mean, everybody want to get the, you know, Cam Dancer. We finally get a glimpse of him today. You know what I mean? So, hey, no smoke over there. I can tell you well, that. But I was going to be real it. competitive to see because, man, it's a long list in that DB room. So, it's going to be pretty interesting to see how that's going to shake out. So, man. How was Leonard Floyd looking? Mike Leonard Floyd. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good thing. Like Leonard Floyd, you know, he had a few joints that easily could have, you know, had a couple of sacks out there, you know. Uh, Edom looked it good out there today. Uh, you know, he got him a sack and, you know, some PBUs. Um, Trey White, you know, Trey White is just Trey White. Like, he is like, it's locked down over there. You ain't even throwing over there on his side. But, you know, Gay gave him some work. During voluntaries, but you know, as the weeks go on, they can really dive in a little bit. So you know, he's, he's definitely been looking good. So um, it's exciting, and you know, you got the band still. You know, you got Poyer and Hyde out there, and just some savvy vets. Nobody's really talking about them, but they just make it so easy. You know, just based upon their knowledge and you know their awareness of the game, they definitely. Our safeties for a reason. Uh, I think everybody with another year under their belt has gotten better. Uh, the middle linebacker is still like, you know, where my cards at? <laughs> middle linebacker. Still a free fall, but the obvious is the obvious. You know, you know, Milano is a dog, so you know he's definitely gonna hold it down no matter what. Milano will get some, yeah, for sure, absolutely. All right. I feel like that was a really good show. Um, we'll see what happens with Stephon Diggs. Um, one more day of camp tomorrow, right? Um, so we'll we'll let you guys know how that goes as well. I want to send a special shout out to everybody in the comment section. Appreciate y'all for joining us tonight. And spend. We got one more. Give me a bonus comment. We got one more. Is anyone in there? Give me a bonus comment. Nate Nate Turner. If y'all got one more question, uh, let let uh, let Mook know right now. My man Mark in the comments. Appreciate y'all for joining in tonight. Uh, it's hard. Bassie, Bassie was booting them out of the yard today. 40s and 50s. We, so me and Jake, uh, we do the Madden cast in the offseason. We recorded the first episode today. And we were just talking about that. Like Matt, Tyler Bass is one of the more underrated kickers in the entire league. Uh, he has one of the strongest legs. He's very accurate. His numbers only don't look good because he has to play in the windstorm stun of uh, the windstorm tunnel that is, uh, you know, one Bills Drive in, in that stadium. It, it's just windy as hell, and other people only have to visit. He's got to play eight to nine games there a season, so uh, his numbers may look less amazing than than the average great kicker, but I feel like he is in that conversation of being one of the great kickers in the league. Oh, yeah. That's why the Bills, you know, got that extension for him quick. I mean, he definitely earned it. Um, he always been my fantasy kicker because I know the Bills going to definitely get in field goal range at least. If they ain't going, you know, they going to kick a field goal. We good. So, um, All right, we got our question. We got our question. My man Spin coming through. He says, does McDermott change the base defense this year? Yeah, he has to. He can't piggyback right off it. If Dorsey's not doing anything that Dable did, you better believe that McDermott is, is definitely doing him. <laughs> oh, God. McDermott's definitely... But, you know, I do want to see McDermott-style defense because that's why he earned the head coaching job to begin with. He didn't have this type of style type of defense. He come from a, a school of the probably the most aggressive defensive coordinator of all time and Jim Johnson. So um, maybe we're going to see a more exotic front. You know, we may see an out front. We may see an even front. But, you know, I expect that this defense is to be a little bit more aggressive because 
Coach Maderma is a physical guy. He talks about it all the time. So, you know, now he gets the opportunity to do him, be him, you know. Um, this is what the school he comes from. So I'm, I'm excited to see um, a little bit more blitzing than, you know, 75% of the time you playing with a soft spot or soft box. That's how, you know, teams were able to, you know, run on the Bills, you know, efficiently, you know, towards the end of the season. So, you know, you got to change that up. Got to change that up. All right. Uh, thank you guys for bringing in your questions and supporting in the comment section. I don't know if you can see the comments, but I don't think I can see him. I, I, you know, somebody I'm, in I'm, here, I think, is is uh, your cousin or something. C- comedian Mo Brown. He says, Mookie, do you know Willa Hawkins? I'm her grandson. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see that. All right, a little family reunion in the chat. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, what's up? What's up, cuz? Well, you gotta hit me up, man. Hit my line. <laughs> Mike Diggs right now. Come on, man. With G14 classified, man. Hit my line, man. <laughs> you know, he, he gotta go pull rank. He pulling names out. Yeah, right? of course. He making sure, man, sure you know who he is. Thank you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, if that's her grandson, then I'm his uncle. So that's what I do. Absolutely. Hey guys, for tuning in, appreciate every single comment, like, subscription, retweet, repost. Everything you guys do to support us, we appreciate it. We do it all for you guys. So thank you for what you do. Uh, this is my man, Nikki. I'm Justice. And uh, you want to send us a quick. Steph Diggs will be a Buffalo Bill forever. Can you believe? <laughs> Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in-game betting prompts and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.